In efforts to either save the environment or save a bit of cash, many of us choose to buy second-hand goods. But how can you be sure you're getting what you expect? Well, that's what Carolyn Wright is going to find out in Your Money Today. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. In its latest choice report, the Consumer Council takes a dive into what you need to know when shopping on online second-hand platforms. And I'm joined now by Phoenix Light, who is Research and Survey Officer at the Consumer Council, to take a look at their findings. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hi, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. So first off, what are the sorts of items that people are most commonly buying on these online second-hand platforms? And are there any that aren't allowed to be sold? There can be a variety of listings available on these second-hand platforms, ranging from clothing, household products, electronics, to real estate, cars, and even antiques. Some users would even list um, services on these platforms, such as the transfer of broadband services. Although it's hard to say what kinds of goods are the most popular on these platforms, we do see that everyday items tend to be more common. Some might even trade properties too, but we suppose that would be a minority, given that these goods are often of high value and the transactions can get very complicated if consumers choose to handle everything on their own. As for the prohibited items, goods and services that are banned or regulated by law are not allowed to be traded on second-hand platforms. For example, illegal drugs, guns, ammunition and fireworks. And the platforms themselves would also ban certain items, but this vary greatly among these platforms and things can get a bit tricky. For example, some platforms might allow the trade of alcoholic beverages, while some don't. The same goes for concert tickets and many other items as well. So um, consumers are therefore reminded to always refer to the list of prohibited items for the latest information that when they trade. Now, of course, you mentioned prohibited items and, and the things that are covered legally there. What other legislation do sellers need to comply with when they are using these sites? A useful rule of thumb is that if the law doesn't allow you to do something offline, then you shouldn't do it online either. Um, as I said earlier, some users might um, use online platforms to buy and sell real estate. But under the estate agent's ordinance, it is a criminal offence to engage in estate agency work without a licence. So consumers without such license should not sell properties online for other people to avoid violating the law unintentionally. Besides that, sellers should never post counterfeit goods on these platforms for sale. Otherwise, they might be liable for prosecution under the trade description ordinance. Similarly, sellers shouldn't put up stolen items for sale online too, or they might end up in trouble. So if you are a purchaser and you either you believe or you know that an item that you've seen posted for sale on one of these online platforms has been stolen, what should you do? If a seller believes or knows that an item is stolen upon receipt, he might commit an offence under the theft ordinance. And again, if a seller believes or knows that an item is stolen but still sells it through an online platform, then he may have committed an offence under the organised and serious crimes ordinance. The same is uh, true for buyers. If buyer is aware that the item is stolen and continues to complete the trade and receive that item, they will also be prosecuted under the theft ordinance. So never trade anything you think might have been stolen, as there would be legal consequences for both buyers and sellers. Okay, so very careful around that. Now, how about just being sure that the item being described is as it says it is? You mentioned earlier on there about the idea that counterfeits or fakes could be 
sold or, or not sold, as the case may be. And just, you know, what kind of condition it's in. You're buying a second-hand item. You're probably not going to expect something to be as perfect as it might have been when it was first sold. But what should people be looking out for around that? We believe that there are no guaranteed ways to ensure consumers never get a fake or faulty item, but um, they can actually do a few things to help minimize the risks. The first one is to take a look at the seller's profile. If you find very bad reviews for that seller, or if the seller is using a brand new account without providing much of his information, then you might want to reconsider if you should continue the trade. The second thing consumers can do is to um, ask for more pictures or even certificates when they're buying high value items such as luxury goods. Buyers can also do a bill of research and look for a fresh pair of eyes just to be extra safe. The final thing is that consumers may also want to trade face to face. So um, before paying the seller, they can inspect if the item is really in the condition described. Well, that's a really good idea that if you've got the chance to meet someone in person, even if you are doing an online transaction. Now, are yeah. sellers able to post the same item on multiple sites? Uh, and, and is there anything that buyers should be aware of if, if that's happening? Yeah, there are many reasons why the same item has been posted multiple times online. Maybe the item has poor build quality, it looks like a fake, the price is too high for this kind, there isn't enough description about the item, or the seller is simply too difficult to communicate with or has a history of dishonesty. But overall, consumers should be cautious if they find the same item over and over again on one or different platforms. It is better to be safe than sorry for most of the time. Also, if you have come across an item and you are suspicious about its origin, you should withdraw from trade and report it to the platform for investigation just to play safe. Makes sense. Now, when you happen to be setting up an account using one of these sites, what kind of personal data is it acceptable and normal for the sites to be asking for? And what kinds of data should people be more careful about sharing and, they, and that maybe they shouldn't really be giving out? Yeah, online secondhand platforms usually require you to enter your um, date of birth, gender, place of residence, email address or phone number when you register an account. But um, people should be wary if the platforms are asking for more than they should. For example, if a platform does not support online payment methods or provide any shipping services, then you really shouldn't share your credit card information and mail address. Other sensitive information, such as your ID card number, passport number, or other forms of identification should not be shared with the platforms unless it is absolutely necessary. The above information can be used for identity theft or other illegal purposes if it falls into the wrong hands. Consumers are also reminded to read a privacy policy and um, terms of condition before registering any services. If you find yourself at risk of oversharing your personal data, or you simply feel uncomfortable about it, you can always consider using another online platform instead. Now, what if something does go wrong? What should buyers be aware of in terms of protection if there is a problem? Do the sites offer any protection? Is there any legal protection they can turn to? It is unfortunate that out of the seven platforms that we surveyed, none of them would provide payment protection or any kind of return mechanism in Hong Kong. However, we do know that some platforms do offer a dispute resolution, which may be helpful to consumers if there's a transaction dispute. We will hope and urge the platforms to strengthen research and enhance their protection measures so as to um, protect the rights of consumers. Of course, if they um, require help, they can always come to the Consumer Council for help. 
And if they are using payment methods, the chargeback mechanism of credit card makes it a preferred way of making payment, as wire transfers or cash payments usually have no way to re uh, recover funds in case of scams. But again, regrettably, the platforms we surveyed offer no online payment methods, so buyers may only conduct the uh, transaction either face-to-face -face or by bank transfer. And in this case, we will recommend consumers to do a face-to-face -face as they can inspect the items before the payment and at the same time avoid the risk of not um, receiving goods after doing a bank transfer to the seller. Good stuff. Thank you so much for giving your advice there. Wise words on what to do when you're considering buying an item via an online second-hand platform. That is Phoenix Lai, who's a research and survey officer at the Consumer Council. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you.